0: It's Kate and welcome to the small business millionaire podcast where we teach you the secret small business strategies that today's most successful entrepreneurs use to build profitable and growing businesses and then the magic formula for creating personal wealth beyond your wildest dreams. So get ready to take your business to the next level with your host, who built and sold his 50-employee business and number one selling book author, investor, and entrepreneur, Jeff Wiener.
1: I'm Jeff Wiener, and welcome to episode number seven of the Small Business Millionaire Podcast. And in this episode, I will be discussing the nine steps to build a sales team from the ground up. When I started my business, I did everything and anything that the business needed, and that included sales, of course. And since I was on a shoestring budget, I didn't have the dollars to build an inside or an outside sales team. First, I had to start with me, and when the dollars followed at a future date, I would be ready to develop the sales team. Without sales, there is no business, so I spent a considerable amount of my time in both sales and marketing. I was young, naive, and full of energy. Enough energy to canvass every single floor in most of the large commercial office buildings in downtown Toronto. Most of the buildings didn't want someone canvassing their clients from floor to floor, and consequently, I was politely escorted out of most buildings. And I did this for many years, but it worked. As I was able to grow my business from a single-employee-founder-led, fledgling company to a thriving and profitable organization with over 50 employees that survived for 27 years, and by my third year in business, recognizing that I wouldn't be able to be the business's entire sales department, I hired our first salesperson. My situation is probably not that much different from most of the other small business owners who start as their businesses first and probably best salesperson. You've done a great job, but in order to grow your business, you need to scale beyond a team of just you. It's difficult to find people who are as passionate about your business as you are. And it's important to remember, you're the owner, and although every person you hire will care about your business, it's extremely rare to find an individual who will put the time, passion, and enthusiasm into a business similar to what an owner would do for their own business. While you're working on weekends and spending 60, 70, and sometimes even 80 hours a week working, your other team members likely won't spend that kind of time working in your business. And if you do manage to find someone like you who cares for and is as passionate about the business's success as you are, then be sure to hang on to that person. One of the things that prove the most challenging for an owner in building a sales team is the difficulty in letting go of sales, and for a good reason. Sales are what keeps the doors open, lights on, bills paid, and profit in your pocket. Sales are generally the one thing that most business owners do well. You started your business, you know your products and processes, you're passionate about your product and company, and you've built the business to where it is today. You're also likely your business's best salesperson, and therein lies the owner's dilemma. If your marketing is working, and your business is bringing in leads, there is a temptation to take the best leads for yourself. If you do that, you're missing an opportunity to train your salespeople on your business's process, style, and sales methodology. And here's the paradox when building a sales team. How do you scale and develop your business when, one, you're the best salesperson, number two, you don't want to let go of leads, and number three, it's challenging to trust other people to sell because not everybody is like you. So ask yourself the question, is it possible that you're your business's bottleneck? It's often difficult for a business owner to see themselves as the bottleneck to success, especially when you work so hard to close as much business as you do. It's also difficult to know when to step aside and let others move in. The reality is, if you're trying to grow the business, you will come to realize that you are potentially part of the problem. And although you may be a fantastic salesperson, that doesn't mean that others can't do a great job as well. Every business needs A players, and that's especially true when you're trying to build a sales team. So we're now ready to move into the nine steps to build your sales team from the ground up. So with the owner's dilemma in mind, and that's what I spoke about just a few minutes ago, I've listed the steps you need to take to build your sales team. Many of the following steps happen concurrently, and in many cases, the order will change. Nonetheless, I've captured most of the salient points. And yes, I will also address the owner's dilemma in greater detail as we move along. So the first thing you need to do, step one, is design your sales team and designate the positions and roles you require. I like the baseball diamond analogy, not because I'm necessarily a big baseball fan, but because it's an analogy I used with one of my previous sales managers as we built out our sales team. So you're going to ask yourself the question, what's baseball have to do with building a sales team? And the answer is nothing, actually, other than my sales manager and I frequently talked about gaps in a sales team and what positions we needed to field. And he likes baseball, so the analogy stuck. Building our sales team was no different than the work a baseball manager does in building their roster. The concept of using the baseball field positions is an example of what positions we need to fill on our team. So who needs to fill which position? So we drew a picture of a baseball diamond on the board and we started filling in different positions. The outfielders were the inside sales team. They catch the pop-ups and they make the long throws to the second baseman, passing leads to the other reps the analogy of that. And regardless of what analogy you use, whether it's baseball or if you like some other concept, football, or I actually like the game of risk, so I use that, you need to make a plan for your organization and decide how many roles you require and what part each person is going to fill. As you contemplate the types of roles you want, you need to consider how many ADRs, account development reps, you need, otherwise known as an inside salesperson. And this person is the person that finds leads and passes them to the other account executives. You can coordinate your reps by area of expertise or specialization. For example, you can say, how many reps do I want to cover territories or spots in the city or country? Some reps may manage national accounts and other reps manage smaller accounts. Certain reps focus on product categories. The larger the inside sales team and outside sales team, the more critical specialization becomes. When you have two or three salespeople, this isn't something you typically need to be concerned with because everybody will play all positions. Concerning hiring, the adage hire slow, fire fast comes into play. Before you begin the sales hiring process, consider what role you're trying to fill and what the ideal candidate will be doing. When you're interviewing, be upfront with the candidate on the role you're hoping to hire for. And whether you're hiring your first salesperson and building a sales team, or you're now ready to hire your fifth salesperson when building your sales team, you need to understand what role the rep or reps are each going to play and what specialization, if any, each individual will have. Or moving back to my baseball team analogy, which position in the field each person is going to fill. Now the number two thing you need to do in building your team is you need to develop your sales hiring process before you start building your sales team. When you're interviewing salespeople, you're looking for someone coachable. If you perceive that they're not coachable, then move on. And by the way, this is probably the most difficult of all the traits to hire for. Having industry and product knowledge is great, but don't hire someone just because they have product knowledge. I've seen all too often people with product knowledge that just don't know how to sell. So i want to refer to something that I call Sell Me This Pen. And I've had fun with this one over the last couple of years. And in fact, one of my most popular blog posts on my blog, The Kick-Ass Entrepreneur, from the last year has been a blog called Sell Me This Pen. And I tackle the Wolf of Wall Street sales riddle. So let me ask you the question. Do you know how and the right way to sell the pen? Let me give you an example. In the movie, there's a scene where Leonardo DiCaprio, who plays Jordan Belford, asks a room of salespeople to sell him a pen. Belford gives the pen to his best salesperson, who Belford believes can sell anything. And selling the pen isn't about selling the attributes of the pen. It's about selling yourself and understanding the needs of the customer. And here's what I wrote about in the blog post. What you're selling when you sell the customer a pen isn't selling the pen, you're selling yourself. And you sell yourself by making yourself likable. So during the interview, hand the person a pen and see how they try and sell you the pen. Do they ask questions? Do they get to know you? Or do Do they immediately try to sell you a pen by explaining all the awesome attributes of the pen, like it's blue, it clicks smoothly, and so on? I've had some fun over the last year asking people to sell me a pen. I've used it as a training exercise. In fact, I've actually used the exercise a number of times when speaking with some of my friends and clients to demonstrate the point of selling a pen. So is the person coachable? Now that you've asked them to sell you a pen, tell them what they're doing wrong and then try the exercise once again. Did they listen? And did they do a better job? Number three, develop your sales KPIs. KPI stands for Key Performance Indicators. If you want to build a sales team, you need to establish what your numbers are going to look like. In sales, you're as good as your last month's or quarter's numbers. And the challenge is deciding on what numbers you need to monitor. For the typical salesperson, you're monitoring their monthly and quarterly numbers, but there are always leading indicators that will indicate whether your salespeople are successfully managing their base. For example, how many appointments did the rep go on last week or last month? How many calls did they make? How much of their business is being made to new versus existing customers? And what are you expecting from your reps? First, you need to figure out what your expectations are, and then you need to share that information with your reps so they know if they're meeting expectations. Number four, the sales technologies that a successful sales team needs. I'm going to call it the sales stack. Any guesses what the sales stack is? So let's get this one straight because it's one of the most important things you're going to do when you're building your sales team. The sales stack is the technology you use behind the scenes to manage and grow your sales team and sales in general. I'm not sure there are too many software suites that have the depth, flexibility, and coverage offered by a product like salesforce.com. In my opinion, Salesforce is the only credible all-in-one sales tool. And yes, it is slightly more expensive than some of the other products, but you get what you pay for. In addition, you can also do your sales team's quotes through Salesforce. So, And I'll address that in a minute. Should you decide not to implement Salesforce, you need to make sure that whatever technology you use, it includes integration with the following things, CRM is the tool that keeps track of all of your customers, the history, their calls, and upcoming action items. Sales team quotes, and this is a really important one because you could do your quotes in Excel, but once your team starts to grow, it becomes a lot more difficult to do things in Excel. So this is called CPQ, which stands for configure, price, and quote. Many CPQ products integrate with Salesforce And Salesforce also owns a product called Steelbrick, which means it's on the Salesforce platform. Document signing tool is another technology that you need for your sales team. So there's no more need to email PDFs. Your reps will be notified as soon as a customer signs the document and all contracts remain in the CRM tool. Commission reporting package, and this one was really tricky and is probably one of the most complicated things I did and our team did when we were building out our team. As your company grows, it might be a good idea to implement a commission reporting tool. Otherwise, managing commissions could become extremely unwieldy. Email integration is something else that you'll want to take a look at. And I have experience with something called Salesforce IQ Inbox, but there are many others available. Telecom solutions, and this one is a no-brainer. All calls into and out of the system are recorded, and the CRM maintains call record data. And just FYI, for those of you that are listening to this podcast that don't know, I ran a company in the telecom space for 27 years, and we sold business phone systems and did integrations with CRM packages. Reporting is something else that you need to look at from a technology perspective, and this will integrate and build into most CRM packages. Regardless of the products you purchase, you need to make sure that your software solutions speak with one another. In particular, the sales team quote software and the CRM. Many other tools might be applicable to your business. Screen sharing, prospecting, LinkedIn. There's no shortage of products and you need to start with the basics and expand from there. The number five thing you need to do in building your sales team is the sales quota. Yes, you need a sales quota. And it's one of the most important ingredients when you build a sales team. Every salesperson requires a quota and you're going to know fairly early in the onboarding phase whether they're going to make it or not. And there's a mantra, hire slow, fire fast, that applies to salespeople especially. The quota applies not only to the salespeople, but to your sales manager especially. The sales manager needs to own the team's number, not because you gave them the number, but because they designed the sales process, the team, and the strategy themselves with your sign-up. If the expectation is that your salespeople will have a monthly quota of $80,000 a month in revenue, then a sales onboarding ramp could look like month one, they have zero in sales, Month two, 15,000, three, 30,000, and month five, 80,000. There could be some leniency around the sales number, but you need a good reason why a salesperson isn't making quota. And next, if they don't make quota for a certain period of time and you need to decide what that time period is, then they're on probation. And by the way, once someone is on probation, there's a very high chance they're not going to make it. At least that's been my finding. All of the tracking that you do of your sales team should be done inside your CRM software. In my case, I managed it through Salesforce. And that way you can have visibility at a very quick glance into how both your inside and your outside sales teams are doing. In addition, the sales team quotes should be clearly identified in the CRM dashboard along with the overall amount quoted for the month, the quarter, and the year. And the number six question, and this is a bit of a confusing exercise for an earlier stage business, is do you need to hire a sales manager? Acting as the sales manager is likely something you can do for a short period. But since you're going to spend time managing and growing the company, you probably won't have time to build and manage your sales team. And that's where the role of the sales manager comes into play. And by the way. Just because someone on your team is a great salesperson doesn't mean that an individual will make a good sales manager. These roles are very different. A sales manager needs to understand how to hire and grow a sales organization, and that includes individuals both on the inside sales team and the outside sales team. They need to be a leader, and they need to understand how to inspire people. Whether or not you need a sales manager will depend on where your company is on the growth scale. If you have two salespeople currently and you're hoping to grow to four, you can likely get away without a sales manager. If you have five people now and you want to increase the team to 10, then you'll need someone to help you. You need to focus on growing the company, not on selling product. So as your company grows, you need to spend less and less time directly selling and managing accounts and more time building the business. Again, a different mantra, work on the business, not in the business. Number seven, read lots of books and listen to lots of podcasts, in addition to this one, of course. You, as the business owner or manager, need to be passionate about building your business, but, and more importantly, how educated you are and how educated your salespeople are as well. Training is a critical component of the entire process. As a point of reference, here's some really good sales books I've read. Challenger Sale by Matthew Dixon and Brent Adamson. Predictable Revenue by Aaron Ross and Mary Lou Tyler, and Spin Selling by Neil Rackham. Number eight, train and train and train some more. The salespeople are on the front lines dealing with customers. They need to understand your company, product, brand, marketing strategy, customer base, margin strategy, and how to use all the software tools in your sales stack. You should coordinate frequent training sessions. Let's say at least twice a month you can present have your suppliers discuss the products, and get inside sales teams to help explain what they do and the types of issues they're dealing with. You should be training your sales team with the following processes. Four-legged calls, and this means that you or your sales manager is going on calls with your salespeople, and this is a training opportunity. You should be doing role-playing. Have them sell you your company's product, see how they do, and provide extensive and continuous feedback. And that brings me back to the coachable and coachability thing I was talking to earlier. Books, that is another one. I listed a few of my favorite books earlier. Have your salespeople read those books and train using them. Product demonstrations. Now this could be from your vendors, product managers, sales engineers, or other industry experts. Do at least one of these types of sessions a month. You can also do screencasts. Make videos for your salespeople to watch. You can provide product tips, suggestions, technical and product information, and so on. You could and should also produce these videos for your clients to watch. As they are product related. But I'll leave that discussion to another blog post on marketing. Now, the number nine thing you need to do when building your sales team is get out of the way and let your team succeed. And this gets me back to how I started this podcast in the first place. You cannot be the best salesperson in your company. You need to train your salespeople and then you need to get out of the way. Hire well, train them thoroughly, develop your KPIs and then let them succeed. The ultimate goal as the business owner is that eventually you no longer need to manage accounts. Better hiring, training, and managing of your sales team will provide you the opportunity to spend less time directly selling and more time on supporting the sales and marketing teams and growing the company. Ultimately, and in the end, the group of people you hire both on the inside and on the outside, should carry the load of sales for the entire company without you having to do any direct sales yourself. And that is how you will deal with the owner's dilemma and ultimately build your sales team from the ground up. Before you go, I want to let you know that I've designed a course called How to Turn Your Small Business into a Profit Machine in 60 Days. This is a step-by-step instructional course to teach you how to dramatically improve your business's profitability and put more money in your pocket. It follows the practices I used in my 27 years in running my profitable business. You can get more information on this course by going to thekickassentrepreneur.com forward slash courses.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Small Business Millionaire Podcast. You can download a free copy of Jeff's number one selling book, which sold over 50,000 copies by visiting the kickassentrepreneur.com website. Now be sure to subscribe to the podcast and please take a moment to write a review for our podcast in the app store.